Hey there, it's Jess Fraser, and welcome to another episode of Your Inner Vitality. I'm calling to all the dreamers out there, the ones wanting to disrupt the usual and make change. We're talking all things self-care, worth, confidence, goals, and the importance of showing up for yourself so you can show up for those dreams and others too. Remember, it's not about the magic that we create together here, but what you do with it outside. So let's continue this conversation at Your Inner Vitality Community Facebook group. The link is in today's session notes. But until then, let's hanker in for another good session. All right. I am talking to all the people pleasers out there. If this is you, stay tuned. We're going to be talking about your boundaries today and also saying no. That may even sound like a bit of a dirty word for some of you guys. And we're going to sit with that for a little bit and I'll show you some value and a shift of perspective of how that no could actually benefit all the people in your life as well. Believe it or not just stay with me. However, before we dig into that, there's some valuable things that we're going to need to sit with first in the people pleaser category. When we talk about the people pleaser category, I want to talk a little bit about the how does this show up? Why do we do what we do? And then let's dig a little bit further into that and shift that perspective and go into how that shows up for you and how you're showing up for others when you're coming in through the perspective and the lenses of a people pleaser. So going into the very first reason of why do we do this? We want people to think good of us. We want people to think that we're there for them and help them out. We don't like when people don't think nice things of us. We're fearful also of what people will think of us. When we make changes and decisions, the people pleaser wants everyone to like the things that we're doing and the shifts that we're making. But both of you and I, we know this when making change, it's really hard to be able to please everyone, which for yourself, the person that's trying to please everyone and the person that's also at the same time trying to make some meaningful change in their life, this could just add a huge heightened level of stress, which can turn into a whole whack of things. You know, that anxiety can come in place. Even the levels of depression can come in place. This can really weigh on you a lot more when it comes to when you're making change. So this is the reason we're really digging into this as the people pleaser today. For those who are wanting to make change, but is high on the level of wanting to please others in their world, this could actually be a bit of a tug of war for you that I'd like to be able to help you through today. So we understand the reasons why we do this. Now let's dig into how you show up when you're people pleasing. So you may not be a chronic people pleaser, but there are probably times that you may shift to this for whatever reason. Your environment can very much influence the people pleaser in you. So here are some things that could show evidence of people pleasing. When you're in amongst a group of individuals, are you the agreeable person? Do you tend to just go with the flow and whatever anyone else and everyone else likes? That tends to be the people pleaser in you. Are you also one to hold back your opinion? 
Are you maybe not voicing what you really think about a situation or involving and giving you a new idea of your own in a project when it comes to work? Are you the one that doesn't tend to voice your concern about something or something that you're excited about because you're wanting everyone else to have the floor? You may be more of a people pleaser. The other thing that you want to look at is your indecisiveness. So I actually see this a lot when it comes to my clients, especially when they're getting to that sweet spot of actually making some really cool, big, hairy, audacious, scary changes in their life. And even sometimes when they're making the small stuff is that they're indecisive. There are times where they'll say, well, just just tell me what to do. And you know, and they know I'm not going to do that for them. They need to make that decision. The idea of being indecisive, not wanting to be the decision maker in a situation, you tend to be the the people pleaser. Now, given, you know, there are situations that you'll want other people to perhaps make that decision for you or for this the group, maybe that's also a leadership opportunity that you're allowing them the floor to do it. But I would say, be mindful of when and where and how often you do it with those individuals or in that environment, because you could actually be leaning more into your saboteur of the people pleaser in you, which means that it's actually not serving you well. And in turn, it's also not serving the individuals in the group either, believe it or not. And I'm going to discuss that a little bit sooner. But first, I'd like to actually add one more to the list of how a people pleaser shows up. And it's a situation where it's just never enough. You give, give, give all the time. Give more, always checking in on someone to make sure that is everything okay? Is it enough? Did you need me to heat up that soup a little bit more for you? Is the temperature okay? Checking in on people and also checking in on whether it's enough or seeing if anybody needs more of you or going out there is also a level of people pleasing. And I said the chronic giver, I don't know if you heard that earlier. The chronic giver tends to be the person that doesn't know their own limits on giving themselves. And when you give too much of yourself, it's really hard to fill that deficit for yourself. So this is where that chronic giver tends to be also the chronic people pleaser and where those boundaries start to blur. So here we're going to start diving in a little bit more to the message that you're actually giving to other people. When you're doing the act of people pleasing, and if you do it often, or if you tend to, this is where I'd actually encourage you as a coach to be very curious as to when your people pleaser comes out and how often does it come out in this situation? Does it come out often with this particular person or group of people? Does it come out more at work, at home? What's the environment like? Where does it happen? What time of day? This can actually be a great source of evidence for you of giving your power away. When do you do this most often? And is it necessary to give that much of your power away? Or could there be value in you actually changing that up for that group of people or that environment that you're in? And so what I mean by that as an example, if you were to perhaps voice your opinion at work 
about a project, about way something is being done or an idea that you have, this could also add value. What you have to say could be really important, but it's being held back. It's the same concept of at home. You know, we tend to, I hear a lot with the parents that we give our power away to our kids, tend to want to make sure that they get everything that they need. That tends to be the parent in us in time. So here's another example of making different meals for the kids and different meals for every person in the house. That is a people pleaser in you. And I know that may actually not sit well with you perhaps, but if that's something that you do, look at how much energy you put into that. And is that the best place to be putting your energy? It would be my question for you as your coach, is that when you're giving away this power of yours, or let's look at it in a different perspective, this people pleasing in you could be a real strength. You could be that pillar in the community where people come to you for help and support and you're always there for everyone. That is amazing to be that support base for individuals. This is where the boundaries come into place though, is when is it enough to give to that particular person or group or place and when is it too much? It's kind of like the counterbalance or balancing yourself. You're taking away from something to give from something if you're giving so much to this person or group or place. Be mindful that that is also energy of yours that you're giving. When you're serving from a cup, you only have so much water in that cup. And I know I've used this example before about coming from an empty cup, but it's the same concept. If you look at how much water is in that cup, you have eight ounces of water. And if you're going to give four ounces of that to work and an ounce of that to your husband, and then another ounce of that to school, you know, if you're a new parent, you've got maybe a couple ounces going into that, maybe more going into that. Do you realize We've already gone into a deficit of how much water we could actually give to other people. So this is the component of boundaries. And I say this is healthy boundaries. So what does it mean to have a healthy boundary? Is that I am giving you so much out of my cup, but I cannot give more because I need to give this to maybe the other people in your list, in your life that you really do care about, or groups, maybe your your church, you give to your church. How much do you need for the church? And how much do you need for home? How much do you need for work? How much do you need for yourself? Have you even put yourself in the equation? I was astonished. Well, I shouldn't have been astonished that when I did some surveys with individuals about where their priorities went, it was amazing how many women did not put themselves on the list. And those that did, when I questioned it, just because I had seen so many people not put their names on the list for themselves, when I did question the individuals that they I noticed that they put themselves on the list. They also tend to put themselves high on the list, if not number one. So it was such a stark contrast. You either had these women put their first name on the list and then everything else after, or then you didn't have them include themselves at all. 
this created a lot of curiosity for me. And so when I started asking the individuals and the women that had put their names up first was what was the reason for it? And the interesting component is the more that I listened to those individuals is the more that those individuals are actually actively working on themselves. They were making an intentional effort to actually put themselves first. They had either gone through a catalyst that had them uh, as a teaching moment to bring them up to that level one, and then they had done active work to put themselves in that place. And so I felt that was very interesting. Put yourself first. And if you were to put yourself first, what are some of the other places that you need to start putting your energy or that water? How many ounces go to what focus in your world? Once you're out of all the water out of your cup, you can't give anything more. So when you start looking at that, you're gonna value those boundaries even more because you realize you really do have only so much to give. It's just hard when it's not actually physical fluid like water in a cup. It's so easy for you to go into debt over and deficit over giving yourself away. And so you know that this is like a natural segue to go into the saying no component. Is this a new concept for you? And if it is, that's okay, but I want you to be open to thinking about this. And this brings us into the no. So when it comes to the no, N-O, what is it when you look at your world and what you've given away of your energy, your tools, your resources, your time, your love and attention, What is it that right now you would need to say no to so that you can take some of that energy back and place it in other areas? So if you only had so much to give, let's even just think of a piece of pie. Like let's, I'll give you a whole pie. We're gonna cut that pie into eight slices. Mmm, I love me a good pie. Now in that pie though, you know, you've got eight slices to give away. Who are you going to give these slices of pie away to? And in those slices of pie, where do you have to say, I'm sorry, I don't have another piece to give you? You know, it's interesting. I say this and I just said, I'm sorry. That could very well even be another element of me being a people pleaser. What would be another way that you could say that? Just think, I don't have enough to give to you right now or right now. I'm not able to give this to you, but we will revisit this down the road. Because who knows, you may get another piece of pie, you may get another pie tomorrow that you can give slices away to, right? You know, you've got eight slices and after that, you've got nothing left, nothing left to give. And that's the boundary. It's like you've got an empty pie plate now, there's no more that you can give that's your bare minimum. But that's also really good for you to know because then you won't be giving the pie away unintentionally. You're going to be more intentional with where you put it and what you do with it. And when you start saying no to someone, this is going to allow you to say yes to somebody else. And here's that shift you know, you may feel that you're hurting them and it may actually be a bit of a shock to them initially. Let's face it. If they're used to you always saying yes, 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 and that you're always giving, 
their first response will probably be shock. This will also help them and you to evaluate the relationship. This is also a really good time to explore communication. You don't have to explain your no's. I'm going to just pre-frame that for you guys. You can simply say no and then just move on and use that energy for the other things you need. But if the people pleaser in you feels that there's an explanation needed, this would be a good place for them to better understand your why and how they can then in turn help you in protecting that why. If they really do have a value in the relationship that they have with the two of you, this could also be a really beautiful development in your own relationship between the two of you. This person could now perhaps end up to protect that energy, the time you spend, the things that are important to you. They could end up being that supporter and the reminder of, hey, do you have enough slices of pie to do this today? If you do, I really could use your help in this, this, and this. Man, that would be a beautiful place to come from where I now realize that I can say no to this person and they'll understand. I'll give an example when I talked about creating new habits There's a really good pairing podcast for this one too. And and this really could be a new habit that you're trying to involve in your world, saying no to saying yes to other things. But I will example when I started creating my morning routines, and actually there's a podcast on the morning routines as well as the evening routines. It was also about training my family in not interrupting my morning routines or just respecting that I needed this. And I had to be consistent in reminding them that, hey, give me 20 more minutes before I can make you breakfast or before we go and do this task. It got to a point that they would just look into the room and see, oh, I was reading, that they knew exactly where I was in my morning routine. They didn't even have to ask. And it got to that point where it was so consistent It just became a part of everyone's routine. This is what mommy does before going to bed. This is, you know, what Jess does in the morning. So just let her have her morning so that she's going to be the lady without the horns for the rest of the day. You know, like that hangry kind of girl. I don't know if you ever have that, but I do. That's where these boundaries come into play. But this is also where the communication is key with this. So explaining this to those individuals as to the reason maybe you're saying your no and that you would appreciate having them to be on board and helping with that. Another example that I would also communicate with this one too, this was good for me, was I was always leaving late from work. So I was always staying Now, when I talk about the pieces of pie, by me staying late was then cutting into my family time. I was actually taking their pieces of pie and I was giving it to work. And there could be a whole bunch of different elements as to the reasons why I was staying later. However, the reason I'm exampling this, I actually started communicating this to my assistant general manager that I was needing to leave more on time and more consistently on time. And this is why that this was important for me. 
And then it became an actual partnership between me and my assistant manager at the time that we were actually working in unison. There'd be times that he would come into my office and be like, Jess, it is time for you to go. And you're like, I'm, you're right, you're right, you're right. And then there'd be times he'd say like, what can I do to help you? And that was amazing to have that support and that feeling that someone was also wanting me to go home on time. Evaluating it and working through our relationship to figure out what did he need from me to help him and his pieces of pie? And then what was I needing from him to help me with my pieces of pie? And this is where that beautiful communication can come into play. Now, it also means that sometimes it is an uncomfortable conversation. It may not always turn out beautiful, but here is my challenge to you is how important is it for you to have these conversations though? And sometimes, you know, you've got to go through the tough stuff before it gets better. You've got to eventually breach it. Otherwise, you're going to chronically be and find yourself in the people pleaser seat even in times when you don't want to be anymore. And that can manifest a whole different energy for you. The resentment can come in place. This is also where you may find yourself just doing those crazy, just like bursts of anger out of nowhere, where even when it comes to like, maybe your husband, for example, you know, it'd be like, and my husband would be like, where did that come? And I was like, oh, when I was analyzing it more is because I was doing the people pleasing. I was constantly saying yes, yes, yes to the things that he was perhaps needing me to do or having me have things done. But instead of me saying, you know, no, or I need to do that later, I can do that on this day because right now I need to get this, this, and this done. See, I'm not communicating that to him in those moments that he's just assuming and this is where your your audience, you got to remember, your audience just may assume you'll be fine with it. You're going to go with it. You said yes. You know what's going on in your world. It's all good. When any of those like unexpected blowups tend to happen, I, I don't know if you've ever had one of those or not, but your audience may not understand where you're coming from because you just said yes to it or you said yes to the last couple of things. So what do you mean? What's going on right now? So that is also an important thing for you as a people pleaser to also assess is how well are you communicating the things that you're needing to get done for yourself? And that could be for work and home and all of those other things. But before you say yes to the overtime at work, who and what do you need to communicate this to so that they understand and you understand maybe where you're also taking this extra time from? This could also work well with your kids. Perhaps they want to go out for dinner or they need you to help them with a project. Here's another key thing is you may not necessarily even have to say no, but just suggest a better time. Maybe right then doesn't work for you. So you can say yes to it, but say tomorrow or after dinner when things are better for you in your situation. You're also letting them know what's going on in your world. 
So we've addressed a bit of the people pleaser. We've talked about the no's. We've also gone through a little bit of that perspective of when you give yourself up to this without really being intentional about where it's also coming from by you giving all the time and people pleasing all the time and going into that deficit, you're coming from a place that you don't value enough of what you need to do for yourself and get done and everyone else in that bubble. So I know I keep going back to like the work and family balance because that also tends to be a huge thing that I see a lot in my client conversations. It's a fine balance. It's a dance act. It's actually about counterbalancing. How do I do that and be a great mom at the same time? How do I thrive in my business, but also thrive as a family woman too? When it comes to this, you've got to remember if you're people pleasing way too much on one side and not the other and not completely honoring the values and things that you have going on in your world, it's sending a message to those other parties that may not feel that they're getting all of you that you don't care. So now the people pleaser has you running around in circles, trying to work even harder to balance work and balance being a fantastic mom and balance being that wife. It's like round and round the carousel goes. No further yet no closer to what it is that you need to get done and away from the things that you don't want to deal with. So that's actually a bit of a different conversation. However, I just want you to be cognizant by setting up these boundaries, having these really important and sometimes tough conversations to say the no is going to allow you to say yes to other things and also show your value. There is a whole other shift of that as well. When you think of where you are in your emotional needs for yourself, if you want to show up for all those people that are so important to you in your life, you also need to be giving back and investing in yourself. You don't do that. That's going to heighten that other area of your mental world and flip the dynamics into an area that is going to be unbalanced. And I speak from my own personal experience. Creating these boundaries are super, super important, especially in a time of pandemic. This is where your energy can be drained very quickly on even just a few people that you are people pleasing and get those people in your circle that you are supporting to have you. They could be supporting you. They could be returning that love let them know what it is that you are needing from them. Okay, so this is where the homework comes into play. After you get off this podcast, I want you to say no to everything that comes your way for the next 24 hours. Woo, have I freaked you out yet? If that is not a possibility for you, what I'm going to ask you to do is before you say yes to anything in the next 24 hours, I want you to use this phrase. Let me get back to you on that. Okay? 
I'll repeat that one more time. Before you say yes to anything in the next 24 hours, I want you to use the phrase, let me get back to you on that. And then what I'm encouraging you to do is go back to your pieces of pie and I want you to honestly assess and evaluate if a piece of pie needs to go to that right now. And if not, then you just have to let them know when you can maybe do that, when you can give them that piece of pie. See where I'm looking at? So that you can assess all the things you're going to say yes to and all the pieces of pie you're going to give out, but only have so many of those pieces of pie. Do you like what you hear? Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and give it a five-star rating on Apple. Now remember, the conversation doesn't stop here. Be sure to join us in our Facebook group, Your Inner Vitality Community. We would love to hear from you. What were the golden nuggets that you took away from today's discussion? And more importantly, what actions are you going to take? Now, if you're also not a subscriber to the monthly newsletter, Finding My New Normal, make sure you also subscribe today. Don't miss out on any of the good stuff happening within this supportive community. Both of these links are available in today's show notes. And thank you again for joining us and be sure to stay tuned for the next episode of Your Inner Vitality. Remember, it's your time. Thank you.